0: Recording. Rename me. Somebody. Superb. And the clock started. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. No, rename me. Oh, <laughs> rename you. Hold on. Yeah. Let's see. What you? Suited. Right. Uh, JR. JR. Let me
1: rename you.
2: I'll take this as a copyright issue, what James.
1: I rename. Oh, here we go. Uh, JR. I should probably take the, the, the branded thing behind me away as well, <laughs> if I'm really yeah. concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest, latest episode of the Global Frequency. I'm joined by my superbly amazing cohorts, um, legends in their own right, and probably the two of the most handsome bald men online at the moment. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's finest podcast. This is the Global Frequency. Hello, JR and TC. How are you both?
1: Awesome. Always. I'm awake.
0: Um... Yeah, this is this is a not so planned show, but there's subjects I'll just throw in there, guys. If there's any subjects you want to talk about, just throw it in there. The people will listen. You can obviously like and share. Tell your tell your tell your partner. Tell your mother. Tell your grandma. Um, tell Boris to watch our show. He might learn something about leadership, and um, we'll we'll help you through the rest of it. Welcome Elvis, to another episode. Please so don't watch our show.
1: Please do not watch our show. <laughs> not for you.
0: Uh, <laughs> not for you might you might learn something, you never know. Um, it's been another tough week. I, I'm still confused about what lockdown is. I'm in tear two at the moment, even though we've got the highest infection rate in the country, I believe, well, the third highest in, in this part of London. But we're in tear... Two next week we could be in tier three. Um TC, are tier two or tier one? Where you tier are. two, two. Tier two. Um and James,
1: all the way from Portugal. What tear are you in? Or are you just in a flood of tears? Just in tears. I'm just I in tears. I'm sorry, okay. whatever Portugal's saying they're doing ain't working and they're dying. And it's bad. Let's put it that way. Okay. Oh, uh, they've got this weird uh, Portugal right now have got this weird thing on the weekends at 1 p.m. they have their lockdown on weekends. Weekend lockdown, one PM Saturday and Sunday, but on weekdays all the shops are open till ten or eleven, and it's exactly the same. And people are dying in their droves. Just to just to let you know, they ain't doing well. Oh, no. It's 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 that time. I think you know
0: it, now would be the time for the Messiah to return, or at least somebody who's got good leadership skills. Um, you here. I'll settle for any good leadership skills right now. But you're here. True, true, true. I, I am here, but um I, I don't know if I could take any real um leadership role. Me- messianic because, compliments. Always, C. C. Is that what we're trying to say? <laughs> we need we need something. Um so like COVID again has gone to the not not to it's gone to the second page, right? Even though it's still people are still dying, numbers are up and down, the economy's in a mess. Um, everybody's really frustrated there's protests going on still in London um, now and again and around the world I you know but it looks like it's going to come to an end in the next six to twelve months at least what six six to ten months at least my first question to both of you is if a vaccine the vaccine if it, uh, you know it was available tomorrow would you both take it um, there's, I think it's been rolled out in places there have been a few problems with people who've got um, sinus, not sinus, allergies um, in terms of that but would that stop you from taking it in fact do you trust the science behind this I at the moment don't but not from an anti-vaxxer point of view I'm not against the, the, um, the cure it's just that the amount of time between the testing and this thing to come out is shorter than anything I've, I've, I've previously known from what the science normally tells me. So it's usually up to like six months to a year before they actually start injecting people with stuff or getting authorization for stuff. Can I interject quickly? Would both of you take it? Would either of you take it? Yeah, yeah, go Um,
2: for it. I'm just going to say that, yes, I would take it. And the science about the the way that it's been Mm. tested, if you imagine generally when a drug is being tested anywhere in the EU and... Britain's done it because they've used european union law to push this through fa- faster generally what happens is it's one team that examines the results at the end of the process and what's happened here is that if you imagine like if you Curtis, were to paint your w- your whole house the interior of every room in your house and it's just you painting in your living room yeah yeah it'll take you one day to do the living room it'll take you two days to do to, to, day two would be a hallway Day three would be a bedroom they you know day four what they've done here is they've basically bought bought in loads of teams to work in it consecutively at the same time so the testing was the bit the testing the actual giving the drug testing on people's with um with what's it called with a placebo that's the longest thing that's taken because they've been analyzing the data as it came in so lots of different teams have been working on it at the same time now this is this is actually European union. Law and it's only Britain, weirdly, that's taking up the country that's leaving the EU has, has managed to do it. Um, I take it in a heartbeat.
1: I, I think mm. I think it's irresponsible to say that I never would, even though I I hold fears, because who knows what that stuff is to put in your body? And if you haven't had it and are kind of of an age to be fit and healthy. Then you know, would you ever need to take it? Because if you do get COVID, then you're you're li- likely to survive, uh, and then would you even have the antibodies in your system anyway? There's still so much, so many unknowns. You know, actually, would I? Yeah, of course I would. You know, I'm I'm going to survive. I'm going to give it to anybody that is. Got any potential risk from catching and dying from uh, the coronavirus? Because it's just crazy what, what what's happened. So you know, I I have fears. I have skepticism. You know, you, you've got the. Do you remember uh, years ago? I think this was when there was a group of um, testers. You know, there's like the trial group, the placebo group, the tester group, whatever, and the the um, the, the actual uh, people that, that that take the whatever vaccine or drug it is. Yeah. And you know their brains swelled inside their head, and they they were like the stories that came out of that uh, uh, test center were just horrific. It was all all over the news. You know we haven't seen that or heard that, so you know nowhere is reporting that there have been any huge or horrific side effects. The thing we don't know is any longer term side Mm. effects, and then the the longer term yeah, which is what concerns me Uh, of anyone exactly but also of anyone that has something else that's underlying that although would not necessarily be triggered by um the coronavirus they may even survive a a, a dose of it you mix those two things together and over time then who knows what what could could develop um uh, or, or how it's how it interacts with with your cells and and how your insides actually work so yeah i have fears but would i take it you know what i gotta say yeah of course i would yeah
0: I think I'll take it eventually. I'm just in no hurry (laughs) at the moment. I've managed to avoid it so far, but um, like I said, I'm in the third most diseased bar in the country. (laughs) So at some point I will take it. You know, I've got family to look after, but at the same time, I just have this, I know it's silly. I just have, I am legend in my head all the time. (laughs) And I just remember, (laughs) you know, we found a cure to cancer. Oh, did you know? yeah but it's kind of going to turn you into a vampire i know that obviously won't happen but i just have that sort of like there's something it just it doesn't feel comfortable and it's a shame that i feel like that because i am a big science bod. um i well, you don't I'll you don't want, you, you don't you don't want to live you don't want to live time, but you don't I, want to
1: live in in an episode of the walking dead though that's what you're saying yeah
2: that's reasonable. though no, is a it? Yeah yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs>
0: my mine would more be my my worry would more be that as they found with um I think Pfizer the last time they there were side effects with some of the stuff they've done in the past, and I just hope that they're being responsible, um because a lot of money's flying around, um for these cures, but but it's a lot fi- of money's it's not being Pfizer for these, and I hope. It,
2: it's not Pfizer that's doing the testing though that the I know they'll put it out to test but that, that's actually yeah. because it's a statutory requirement for it to be passed so it's actually generally through an independent body mm. using using governments and stuff so they'll fly out but it'll be completely monitored yeah you know um and also yeah. I understand I, first... I hope so
0: because like faith faith in science is, is at an all-time low um and it's it's, it's disturbing the way that like although people like yourself and myself and James will read up on stuff, a lot of people have so little faith in science that you know they're willing to get out on the street and protest. Um, walkers, they're yeah, willing the to look at their mobile phone wind.
2: they're looking willing to look at their mobile phone and watch or read some yeah. kind of weird conspiracy theory that actually doesn't mean anything, using science to connect to the to the Wi Fi. Yeah. So that's the weirdest thing. Deny science, <laughs> deny ability to slag off other people online.
1: But that, that, you know, you, you you raise a good point. I mean, if you didn't have science, you wouldn't have modern agriculture. Yeah. You know, let, let's let's be straightforward. Yeah. You wouldn't have enough well, food I'd, I'd be to, to be I I mean it's it's
0: yeah. well, I'd be dead. I and I don't mean that in a joking I'd literally be dead if not for science. Um so you yeah, know the conspiracy theorists that you can't some of them can reach some of them you can't like even saw people going oh well look at that has flu disappeared like everybody's been indoors people haven't been touching each other as much people are cleaning their hands more so obviously what happens with the flu it goes down flu is a communicable like it relies on people being in contact Hmm. Um, and that's been happening a lot less, which is why the flu numbers have been a lot lower. But the conspiracy theorists are like, "Oh, well, there's no flu. I guess it was just you know what? You know, people must be pretending it's COVID when it's actually the flu." And I'm like, "That that's already started up online. But you know, I know we'll get there in the end. I can, and like I said in the previous show, I think a lot of, of Caribbean and Black people will take a, a long time to take the cure. Not because they're anti-vax, but because, like I said, governments have a bad habit of using them as test uh, as guinea pigs for a lot of it, other unscrupulous things.
2: Sorry to correct you, Curtis. Mm. It's it's definitely not a cure. It's definitely not a cure because it doesn't cure you from catching it. What it gives you is resistance. So it's a vaccine. So yeah. and it's not yeah. it's not one hundred percent. So, unfortunately, the disease will probably never go away. And, and very possibly... 90,
0: 90 to 95, yeah.
2: But very much possibly like the flu vaccine. It'll have to be adapted every year mm. for the next season of it. So, it's it's definitely not a cure, but it might get us through and give us normality in Jesus life. Jesus
0: Christ, people stop eating bats! <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just stop eating bats i, I know this is the. this is the go it's every, like even here when we had um they were killing did you see last week they had to kill loads of uh, animals in the uk because um i think bird flu yeah it was back on the up and i was like i just like at some point I, I'm not a big fan of being completely vegan, but I'm so tempted right now. If it stops this shit from happening, I, I think I may have to do it.
1: It's, it, 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 it's, it's like, so ma- like it makes you very worried about the Bush Tucker trials now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least also, we should it... eat insects. Insects seem to be
0: a better option.
2: Yeah, I understand. I understand that the first the first hundred thousand people that receive the vaccine. Get superpowers. That's what I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome if that happened. But clearly, that, that's not the case, really. Well, I'm not uh, sure if it would be awesome. Power, so. No,
1: I'm so I'm sorry. No, I, I've I, I've not seen the plot of the boys, but I've heard about it. I, yeah. I'm not sure if that's going to be awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of angry people out there, and if they if, and if they yeah, 100,000 yeah. of them get, get tested, there's going to be a few people with superpowers that are pretty dangerous. <laughs> um,
2: but it's it, it's good if you've got the superpowers, it's just shit for everybody else.
1: That's true, that's, that's, true.
2: that's what you're going to so see. Just got to get in there yeah. and get it done. Well,
0: that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing, I think. Superpowers, you're the Is first one I'm coming after. I, TC, I like, um, I'm... <laughs> head exposure. <laughs> it's like when I see it's like, it's like, like Mars attacks, Harry, all, Harry all over again, yeah. books. Sorry, go on, CJ. It's like when, when I read when I read Harry Potter books, and although I enjoyed Harry Potter books at the time and didn't notice the anti-Semitism or the general blaseness about the book about you know child abuse, um, I always found it quite strange. That if magic was real in the world, did you not notice the anti- the subtle anti-Semitism in Harry what? Potter books? What? What Curse are you l- talking about?
2: Curse, I've never read you, them. You, I've seen you not the know about this.
0: Right. Okay it's in a film? Do you, you, you have not see the scene when they went to that place called Gringotts? Nice. <laughs> and they see a little short dudes who are meant to be trolls with the massive noses talking, like, Ah, why are you here? That, that's the old, the old Fagan. So, no, so no. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on,
1: hold on. So, 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 I let's relate that also to Star Wars Episode One with the guy that that, that is Anakin Skywalker's owner, yeah. It's surely not that—that's anti-Semitic as well, Well, yeah. Exactly.
0: it's like it's it's there as well. Only man. George George Lucas got called on George. George Lucas got called on out on that quite badly because my God, was that a god awful Jew stereotype? Even having the facial, the little beard shit going on. I was like, really? Because I remember seeing that in our old Nazi propaganda book. And George Lucas actually got called out quite badly on that, and he deserved to. And I think that's why. I think when they had the next film that that character appears in, he's literally like, "It's like, yeah, you are time. The film's gone.
1: <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm like, <laughs> he no. He lost everything. He no wasn't way. actually that
0: good with money in the end.
1: <laughs> you know the the, the green got scene. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, in you know, no right. in no way have I ever gone. Oh yeah, that's a that's a, a Jewish stereotype of the these uh, li- little dudes and you know. Um, the the guy that plays uh, one of the Ewoks also turning up and basically playing every part and then mm. turning up in the final episode of, with yeah. the Horcrux and giving a very convincing scene as one of those now potentially anti-Semitic characters. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Mm. This is utter so, so wait a
2: Are the Ewoks anti-Semitic?
1: Well, wow, only because it's um, uh, uh, no. what's his name? It's like Miles <laughs> Davis. It's um, no, no, the whole
2: Warwick Davis, yeah, yeah.
1: yes, yeah,
0: Warwick, who's <sighs> coming back as Willow, I might add. Um, wow. in the next, they're doing a Willow TV series and he's making his, his high return to a film that was forgotten i don't know i don't know if it's a great film i enjoy watching it but it, i don't know if it's a great film um no but yeah but that's all based on old jewish stereotypes isn't it and it's like no I, no it's not it, it's, no it's, it's not <laughs> it's not. It, it is it, it, i promise you it is i promise you it is oh i oh it is look at the money grabbing Ugh, what do you want little man um but yeah, it's all—it's all—it's all very interesting when you based on it,
1: Scrooge, it's, just based yeah. on Charles Dickens. That's what i, I took from it. Yeah. It's, it's like Tiny no, Tim coming not. in to get the gem.
0: <laughs> look, trust me, look—look look it up, my dear man. Look it up. I promise you, I'm not—I'm not twisting it. I'm not twisting it. I'm well, sure. I'm sure people. Paper. I'm sure
1: people have said this. I'm sure they've said it, but I just don't don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, moving on,
0: <laughs> moving on <laughs> as you do. Um, where was I? Speaking of superpowers, that was it. Speaking of superpowers, um, Boris Johnson's superpower to um, mislead, lie, um, lead in the wrong direction and completely fail whilst coming up smelling of Roses continues this week as he also unsubtly keeps hinting that no deal is going to happen. But I think he's saying that for the EU, like well, no deal is going to happen for the EU. Yeah. Um, to get Euro- European leaders a bit ruffled as opposed to anybody else. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's like he knows he can't walk out of there with no deal. No deal is possibly the career-ending thing. It's not It's not like, although people have that sort of, I don't know how you guys feel, have that sort of World War II mentality at the moment. I have absolutely no doubt when, when, when they can't pay their bills or the food prices have started going up, and the rent started going up. And, you know, their ability to get all the toilet roll they want becomes even harder than it was before. Um, that people really start turning on Boris. Lockdown's worked in his favour because people really aren't, you know, times are a bit tough at the moment. And food prices, although they've gone up, people haven't noticed it so much. You, you know, I think once that starts to
1: happen, it's... So sorry, I uh, so, sorry to cut you off, CJ. I was just thinking—you know—the the only people that are going to have enough toilet roll now uh, are the uh, lorry jumpers at Calais in that sixty-two-mile tail tailback that they're they're predicting. They're the ones that are going to have enough toilet paper. They might might not have enough air in the in the container mm. that they've jumped jumped into, but at least they can wipe their ass enough. Mm. Oh, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Messed
0: up. It's I, I I just don't know. I'm just like still nobody's calling Boris out on his bollocks. Um and it's just rolling on and rolling on. They're extending the deal. I think they're they're carrying on the negotiations
1: into tomorrow.
0: But you know, it just seems to be that he's invulnerable to any sort of criticism about how bad it gets. Well it depends and on which COVID quarter it's being his saviour
2: i don't know if it has i don't know if covid has been a savior it just it just if you if you want to look at incompetence you just look at how this conservative government's dealt with covid how it's got to the stage where boris had a ready-made deal it's all done now it's getting to the last minute and there is no fucking deal and if you want to look at incompetence someone who's let down just remember this was the easiest deal in history um the UK held all the cards. German, ma- German car manufacturers and French winemakers and Italian tomato producers were going to all come running. Pasta producers were all going to come running to their individual governments, screaming, "We need a, we need to deal with the UK," and they haven't. So, yeah. I mean, th- there will always be people who will be almost fanatically Boris supporters, but I think, I think generally, if you're a, yeah. Generally, if you're, if you're quite a reasonable person, even if you did vote, and I'm sure reasonable people did vote for Brexit, that you can see that this guy is, is laughable. Just look at the messaging. Um, help out. Eat out to help out. So go spread the disease. Go to the pub. Spend money in the economy. Go to work. Don't go to work. Stay at home. Um, I'm not going to give you any clear, really clear guidance, but don't go to work. Work from home if you can we're going to put people on furlough that's a, you know everything about it the mixed messaging has been absolutely ridiculous so if if you want you know uh if you want to look at Boris Johnson and his leadership skills there, there's not really many there mm. um and i think unfortunately for him <laughs> i think his political career as we know after prime minister pretty much dies a death he'll probably go work again for for the times where he can spout lies or whichever. Was it the telegraph? I can't remember which one it was.
1: No, he'll was, got his uh, Pfizer. He'll be on the board of he'll, Pfizer.
2: He'll be, he'll be on board with someone, won't he? He will be <laughs> on board with someone. But the thing is, he won't be very trusted. Let's face it, anyone who actually probably knows him doesn't trust him as far as they can fucking throw him because they know him. Do you know? So <laughs> so let, let's hmm. let's be honest. Boris talks shit. And, and I think at that dinner that he had with... Um, I can't remember a name, and I don't want to say it incorrectly, but it's von something, isn't it? Um, with the the head of the EU, he basically sort of said that the French yeah. and Germans didn't trust each other, and that's why you can. And like, what the fuck are you trying to do in negotiation here with the European with the trading bloc, which is the EU, which is many nations under one fucking hat, yeah. after each other, and you're slagging them off? What kind of fucking dickhead are you? It's not very diplomatic, is it? So he's a bit of a fucking. I don't know, he's, he's the wrong part, I mean I've had this conversation before with other people he wasn't the wrong Conservative MP mm. to become Prime Minister he was the wrong Conservative MP in his own family to become the fucking Prime Minister, he had Joe Johnson who his brother who would have done a better job and I'm not a Conservative, I'm a Labour supporter Joe Johnson would have done a better job Rory Stewart mm. in, in the Conservative Party would have been my pick but that doesn't matter now but, but we've got this fucking buffoon but anyway, here's what it is <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Lord, how's it going out there in Portugal? In terms of Brexit, have you had, a, obviously you're still on lockdown, I presume, out there. Has there been any? Have you communicated with anybody out there?
1: How do you look at the UK from over there? Um, so I'm not, I'm not really so in touch with uh, Portuguese media and, and news, but um, in general, the mm. UK is 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 painted to to be the um, protagonist of doom really and we're the ones causing um, kind of all the problems being difficult um you know it's almost like uh, uh, we' we're, we're better without the UK for XYZ made up reasons. now you've got a you've got a um, a media in Portugal that is, even more based on hearsay and um, I'm going to call it, you know, what it is PR and propaganda, sadly, because you've got Portuguese government that that is incredibly corrupt, although whoever calls them out ends up uh, finding themselves slightly disappeared. It's a real, real backwards state of affairs over here. But um, you, you, you I, I, I don't know. How do, how, how are they seeing Brexit? They're seeing it as basically the, the Brits are really stupid. Although um, Portugal and the, especially the summer trade and the, uh, the holiday destinations, the UK and um, you know, Germany as well are major contributors to the economy during, you know, best part of three, four mm. months of summer. So they play it very carefully. And so the messaging from those corporations that own those hotels and those businesses uh, uh, pressurize the government to be very cautious in, in what it actually says, whereas the media is a little more uh, brutal in its condemnation of the UK and what it's doing. So um, yeah, but it, it's it's really bizarre out here well brexit is really really bizarre
0: i mean it, it's a crazy project at best i think in terms of holidaying brexit's not going to change much for people because of the some of the reasons you just mentioned a lot of the like the holiday zones it's not you know the, brexit's not going to stop people from travelling um and it's not going to stop people from going abroad it may mean filling out some documents it may mean next time um Keith from Newcastle planks and falls out from a building. He's going to have to pay for his medical attention. But outside of that, I just don't, like, none of these places are going to stop British people from coming over. They want the money. Um, and, and a lot more than they want the fish. But, but I think uh, there's a thing
2: to remember is that if if the can mm, leave without the then the pound tanks, which means that actually that yeah. £450 holiday for a week in Alicante or in, not in Alicante, in, in the Algarve or in Mallorca wherever it may be, that suddenly becomes over a grand instantly, like literally. Mm, turn wipe the out. The... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so wipe out. Wipe out set, that. yeah. so that, that, that's gone. Yeah. Hong I also, still said, don't food think food that'll stop. <clears> yeah, yeah. But food prices go up here. That means people, their focus will change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, focus changes. So it could, yeah. it could, you know, for the countries that really rely on that, 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 what's it called? That, what's it called that that british market going over that tanks but then again just like brexit that's an opportunity to find a new market so whether it's like being being bigger Mm. in the states or attracting different areas from the eu or 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 russians or wherever wherever like people have got disposable income you know that's the opportunity to to open up a new market um just like supposedly brexit Mm. will do for the uk so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens mate i mean i think we need a deal I mean, it's just, we just need some adults in the room to get it. You know,
1: in, in, in I the agree story, with you on that. I think that will. So go, go for it, CJ. Uh, go, go ahead, James. Okay, okay. Um, so so, so let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let, 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 let's chunk up a little bit, which, which is kind of what, what I kind of like about the, the global frequency, this whole idea. Of let, what, why don't we take a bigger step back from this and go, what, why on earth are there, uh, borders and border disputes and uh, disputes between peoples on monies and the currencies and all these kind of things. I mean, the, the globe does not have a, uh, uh, a way of trading under one type of currency, which, you know, lots of people thought that might be Bitcoin. It's like, yeah, we all shift to Bitcoin and the world just changes and, and we all kind of upgrade. And then, you know, there's this leveling off of how much things actually are to keep it in the status quo and have these kind of distracting battles that that Brexit will come, Brexit will go. We're all hit kind of 50 years old and we're like, how crazy was Brexit? Um, but, but it will come and go. But there isn't this kind of, Global human consensus of let's actually treat each other right. Let's let's pay the right wages if we're still going to use this type of bartering system, and and then uh, ha- have this free movement of peoples that that is affordable for everyone to enjoy the the incredible beauty of, of the planet, rather than getting so bog down into the nuances of why we dislike each other. And, you know, wh- why this money is going to be higher than this or whatever It's because there's this balance of power. And unfortunately to, to take it to, to that level of, you know, um, uh, uh, what, 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 what's the word kind of antagonistic. Um, I can't think of the other word that begins with a, but anyway, um, that, I don't know what 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 hell am I saying? Why don't we just all treat each other better, make it fairer across the board? We don't need borders. We just need the to hold the traditions of the peoples in those places to be happy with each other uh, and and not to not not to destroy each other because you've got this kind of globalization going on where everything is being diluted in the way that you know we feel our cultures are going, and this is just another part of that. And unfortunately, you know there, there is. In the future, there's not really going to be a culture of anywhere. It's just going to be museum pieces where we exhibit this type of dance or the the music that was played because of the concept of the European Union, you know, and and, and all these kind of traditions. And it's a beautiful thing to have traditions and, and culture there. I get that. But then this fabricated erosion because of border disputes is just insane. You know, and we've got it everywhere—not just here. There's wars going on in other places, and, and we're worried about the pound tanking. There's people that, that can't live. You know, what about the guys in Aleppo right now? What the hell's mm. happening to them? What about the bomb that that went off because of the 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 boat that deposited in where, where was it? Beirut. You know, uh, and the insanity of of how ports are managed currently. We, we think we're so advanced, and this is why I get so, so such up on this kind of let's go higher than where, where, what we're thinking is because we think we're so advanced, oh, it's 2020, but we're so backwards and behind as a planet. We're so not advanced, but we still keep on thinking we are. And so we're, we defend thinking we're, we're advanced when there is another way of doing it that nobody's talking about. It just drives me potty.
0: I think, let me jump in there, if that's all right, and say, look, it's one of those things, as much as, I I think it depends on your perspective of the world we live in. I think for some people, you know, you you look at the world and you embrace its differences. And, you you know, we we look towards this idea of people come together. And the more, less borders there are will come together. The more barriers that come down will come together. The more we talk and converse and trade, things will get better. And that's a vision that was had for the world by a lot of people. But mm. the problem is, at the end of the day, the very thing that, and uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but the very thing that you think isn't that important is important to those people. So the reasons why you have the wars is because the cultures, people want to keep their culture so much. The reason why you have the border disputes is people feel, and it's a very European thing in, in, in that sense, the blood and soil. Um, is the important thing, and it's the reason why even Brexit happened to a degree. People see value in certain things that I don't think they necessarily did so much ten years ago, um, but they see value in in the, in those things now more than ever, and cool. and the small things like because culture is changing at the moment Culture's changing more than ever before i think because we're seeing more of it and lots of different types of it you know even the phrases we're using um we weren't necessarily using 10 15 years ago um individual rights are distracting people you know gay rights in one country means something different than another country it means that you're forcing your culture onto us um to somebody else and I think that's what the problem is we're not communicating as a culture um, as a people across this world we're not talking about the things that actually matter to us so much which is how do I bring up my family how do I get a decent job how do I um, make my community better we're talking about um, you know all the things that aren't necessarily important to us as individuals and I'm not saying we shouldn't think about those things I'm not saying that um, you know if you live in Fulham and you you have a job and whatever, you shouldn't be thinking about those things or caring about the bomb that went off in Beirut or caring about the kids that are being kidnapped in, I think, Nigeria today. But, um, you know, when, when do we start caring about other things? When do we start being concerned about the huge amount of waste that we send over to China or West Africa to deal with from the UK? Um, when do we start thinking about, the actual damage that plastic does. They banned single-use plastic um, last month in the UK. I personally believe they need to take that further and ban plastic everywhere um, you can that you don't need plastic. But how how far do we take that? And it's it, and I, uh, I don't want to say the phrase. It's very easy to say that. I don't think it's easy easy to say those things now. But when when do we start? when does the worrying stop and we actually take action about these things and is it actually as easy as we think it is? Because I don't think it is. And I think that's really what the problem is. Like, there's a whole group of people that hate the idea of United Nations. Okay? And have always hated the idea of the United Nations. And they're the same sort of group that probably hate the idea of the EU. The very thought of nations coming together is a biblical sin, to a degree, to a lot of uh, people around the world. So... I don't know. I I think it's more about actually a lot of things stop us from being able to do stuff, not because we're stupid or we hate each other, but culture sometimes says that we shouldn't be coming together and and making things better. And that's where the problem is. Um, Could I change the subject? I'm not changing the subject.
2: I'm just going to culturally, right? Culturally, I know why I'm. I'm a Londoner. Mm. doesn't matter where you put me. I'll always be a yeah. londoner right my mum and dad were spanish and they came from spain in a small village in the north and even though they lived in london for longer than they lived in spain they were spanish that's their, that that was their their culture that's what you take this this screaming and i don't scream about being a londoner i just talk so i don't scream about it um i do tell people that I, well, my dad are spanish but, you know it's just one of those things isn't it just in case they want to say something that's xenophobic um it screams to me that people don't <laughs> – if you're always fighting for your culture, it screams to me that you don't know what it is, that you've lost it somewhere, that you don't realise what you are, or you've got some kind of idea of what you think you should be, but you're not. Do you know what I mean? Why would you be fighting for something that you automatically are? Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't, you don't need to – having a neighbour from Australia next door doesn't make me a little bit Australian you know culturally i am the person i am but you're <laughs> you're, you're very right this just it just weirds me out i don't understand why Well, we need to get our country back from what it's
0: from it's who? It's, you know, it's power it's all about yeah, power
2: but it's, it's not it's not it's not about power generally Curtis, because it's not the person who's, who's saying these things might have been led by someone who has power but they generally <clears> won't have the power but you're, but you're right, we need to take responsibility. And yeah, but they don't know that.
0: It, it, it gives them, it gives them a, a power. So it's like, if you, how do I put it? If, if you are running in a race, right? You're, you've, got, you've got five runners on a track, yeah? yeah. Um, and you're running that race. And your bond is that you're all um, of the same colour, of the same culture or whatever, right? Even if you lose that race, you feel like you're part of something, right? Because you're running on a basis of... Your no. F- it doesn't no, make I any don't. sense, but... I've but, just but, lost the race. That, it's never made sense. It it doesn't... Yeah, yeah, but it, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just how these people feel. It's like somebody asked a Proud Boy. I assume you both know what the Proud Boys are, that group of... yeah, unfortunately. Um, like racist Nazis, right? Somebody asked one of them, why are you here? And he said, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. But he was perfectly willing to put an outfit on, get some weapons together and go and beat up people because he was in a gang. And and that's the power that people get from being nationalists, from being uh, white supremacists. It's not that they've got actual power, but they feel like they do. You know, um, they, and they feel like they've got power over somebody else. And that's, you know, if you look at the problem in the state and the problem with Brexit and having conversations with people, whenever I ask these people, what is it, what is it that makes you feel that Brexit's a good idea? And it always seems to come down to a sort of a nationalistic vibe. Okay. So it's, it's almost like, and there's not necessarily World War II, It's it's that there's an inner strength to the British people. Um, standing up to the EU. And that always seems to be the underlying theme with this sort of stuff. And, and I think that's where the core of the problem is. It's, and there's nothing rational about it. And I, I do despair when people try and figure out the rationale of it. There is no rationale to it. It just gives these people a level of power. So they can say absolutely dumb shit, excuse my French, and get away with it. Um, I told you about the conversation I had with the guy who, who kept calling me Mohammed one night. And he felt, I could see it in his eyes, he felt that he had some sort of power over me. That he was he was, he was was some sort of, like, he'd gained a strength from Brexit. Um, that gave him the right to dismiss or talk down to me or, or feel that I was going to get dealt with, I, I assume. And that's what it gives them. It, we've seen it again and again through trump through boris it's a power you know farage was nobody 10 years ago but the second he started going on about doris in the in the the ward not hearing any english voices boom man became the most popular english nationalist we've we've seen for a generation um so and, and there's nothing rational about it i can rationalize it i can tell you why i think it's happening but there's nothing rational about, you know, when those guys came into London or um, the anti-Black Lives Matter movement, which, again, seems to gain ground um, the, the more, it go, uh, more it goes on in the UK. Um, but I, I think what we need to do, we do need to talk to people more. And I really, ladies and gents, send us some questions, ask, you know, share the videos, tell your grandma a whole lot. Um and I do think we need to talk to people more because I need to learn as well. But I, I, you know, I think I, I, that the type of communication we have to have is, is different
1: from from what we've been
0: having in the past. And, and know, more, it, yeah, sorry, don't
1: go, go for it. No, 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 no worries. I, I, I just want to kind of, you know, the, the the fabric of what we're kind of up against is far more brutal than, than I think it is really um, understood by. The, the, the mass population of the UK, if, if, if not, you know, the globe. It, and that's the brutality of the media that yeah. the, we have and we're up against, you know. If there's a fire to be fueled, whether it's uh, real or not, you know, it will be fueled because there is obviously going to be somebody that holds these views that, that are being propagated by, um, you know, call it the establishment, call it, um, you know, the, the propaganda channels, you know, all these places where, you, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that erosion of what the truth is and the statistics behind how many people genuinely feel and think this way that, that is then being thrust in our face. As far, far as we know, it could have been only a handful of people that really, uh, truly, deeply believe in this whole idea of Brexit. But then it just got um, so much yeah. steam behind it because of you know yeah the the internet is is massive, um, uh, plays a massive part in that. Uh, the UK media, of course, but it's anything that that can be jumped on will be, and then it, it's a self-fulfilling mm. prophecy. It's like you know the the yeah. Riots or not, not riots. The protests that that kind of happen, they can be sparked off by any campaign that's that's uh, put into motion by the Sun newspaper. You know, if they do that enough, then other newspapers go, ah, oh, they're they're selling newspapers based on on uh, that story that's uh, gotten a lot of traction. It's now been picked up by uh, mainstream yeah. um, digital media and, uh, television media as well it's starting to gather some pace because people are interested in it. It's clicks on, uh, on websites, it's purchases of um, downloads, it's purchases of newspapers, it's you know, eyes on certain things. Then they, they can uh, pass those stats over to the advertisers for the advertisers to pay more money to them because the advertisers and those companies will know there'll be more eyes watching it. Therefore it's got, got this whole reverberating problem that you've got the advertisers and the companies that would probably uh, condemn and are doing maybe even the good corporate gestures for uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and in fact, maybe pushing that narrative in the way they're doing that. In fact, they're funding the other side of the narrative through the media because it's eyes on screens, or eyes on papers, or eyes on adverts. Because they're saying, "Oh, the the more eyes you, and statistics that you can show us, we're going to give you more," because we we think we're going to have a uh, more people understanding. No, know, know our advertising message. So it's got this real weirdness to it. Therefore, that means you know. Who holds the papers accountable if they're working towards the corporate dollars that, that are paying their wages through the advertising, which is basically one of the, one of the major fundamental problems with Facebook right now? You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's this weird they're funding both sides. It's almost the whole idea that you've got, um, you know, dare I say it, uh, Putin and Russia funding both sides of, you know, the, the extremes to keep him in power, but, but then, you know, confusing everybody. So I think we're just, it's mass confusion and hysteria because we're not too sure what exactly the real statistics Mm. are behind everything, because if a story starts to gain traction, then it will be uh, retweeted, you know, and take the retweet, not just Twitter, but everywhere, for for more people to think it's real and to buy more in, to become more engaged, more impassioned.
0: I get what you're... i get what you're saying and i do agree with you um to a degree i think there that we both sides are being played to a degree and i think there is there is that in itself causes confusion Mm -hmm. i would also say that i think there's there's so much money not just from those media organizations but just so much money from certain groups who hold the sway and it would be easily solved if that power was removed from those groups which can be done Nobody's gonna do it, but if, if if power could be removed from those groups, um, that would help. But I also think I've those it... those people in the middle ground, like your, like your guardians and your independent, need to truly start being neutral and, and and presenting the news as is. Um, and even the BBC to a degree, you know, needs to start presenting the information as is without mm-hmm. bias and not just playing the same game. Uh, unfortunately muddies the wars even more um but i agree i, I think that, that both sides are being played and it is incredible confusion and i do apologize when i when i get mad at those people who i see as being gripped in in the um in the narrative but at the same time i'm like how much personal responsibility do we have i'm not the smartest guy in the world um I'm not cleverer or smarter than anybody else, certainly not my, my two esteemed colleague co hosts here. Um, you know, why is it yep. we haven't been taken in by it necessarily? What makes us different from in, in that sense? And we're all sat here talking about it rationally. What fundamentally makes us different? And if we can figure that out, um maybe that might help the discussion go a bit further forward. Because I don't consider myself I'm I I've voted for Labour in general, but I don't consider myself a Labour guy. Um and I ask as many questions of Labour as I do the Tories, partly because of my Afro-Caribbean background. Because I know that s Labour's been just as sly as the Tory party has been on occasions, um, in terms of my politics. So I ask questions of them as much as I would uh, uh, of, of, of the Tories. Um how how do we get through to people and explain our position in a manner which is g- going to convince them that maybe you know we've we've got answers? We're not gurus. I'm not sitting here as Guru Francois. Come to me, open and obey your soul. But I do think the discussion needs to open up a bit more. And um, and, and my concerns is that it's not and it won't. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I think I
1: TC is dying to say something.
0: We are at the point where oh. we know. I don't know.
2: I I agree with. I, I was going to go back to a certain point that James made previously. There are there are bigger concerns, <laughs> and it's not just it's not just. Well, I know yeah. we're focused on Brexit and Brexit, whatever happens now. Really, we're in the death throes of it. So it's going to start. You know, the next phase of it, the the bit where. Britain becomes alone, or or is you know still trades with the EU without double um, T, overalls or whatever happens, that's sort of done. But you're right, there's there's global warming. We've got if we're not careful, it's gonna. It seems inevitable, but we're gonna get rising sea levels, which means that most countries, which are you know their cities are based around coastal regions, or on low level ground, will be flooded. Mm. So we're gonna have massive problems. Uh, we're talking about food shortages with global warming because obviously places that are the breadbaskets of the world—they're—they're they're gonna rise in heat, which means the grain, you know, this, this—you know, your staples are gonna become almost impossible to grow. If we have like a couple of bad years where we're not getting proper harvests, then that means mass famine globally. I mean, it, I mean, I know I'm giving worst-case scenarios here, but I think these are the really serious things. And as as James said, borders borders there's a there's a scientific study to do with um it's to do with a it's, it's like a tree mold it's like a fungus and it basically the way it grows and they did this study about borders so they applied one it's, it's basically saying that if you put a border in the middle and you, you make that border concrete as in no one can cross it both economies on either side will suffer if you make that border permeable as in free trade like the eu the economy grows okay and generally the lives of people are better off and obviously you'd really want to apply that globally and hopefully you'd improve everybody's life or oh, there would always be countries that would be richer there would always be countries that were poorer but hopefully in a weird kind of way you'd spread the wealth now i, I i'm not a massive fan of capitalism i, I agree it's necessary currently it's necessary because it's what we fucking got um but there are so there are such bigger issues. There are children starving still. There are there are kids who are living in camps in mountains just, just the other side of the border of Turkey, which are currently will be covered in snow and they'll be dying of hypothermia. We're, we're not thinking about these these issues. We're so fucking so fucking bothered about fish and fucking blue passports that we're not thinking about anything else. And it's the world's got real, real issues to deal with, and we're not dealing with any of them. You know, coming back to James's point, you're right, James. And unfortunately, for me, this Brexit's become sort of all-encompassing, really. But it's it's not the most important thing, is it? Not all. It's all bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right. So here we go. For next week's episode, we need to bring you some hope. I think you need to. Um, if you've got any questions, please. We've had a few statements of right. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Somebody didn't like our Disney talk at the top of the show. I came here for <laughs> politics. It's okay, Shona. We're we'll back to politics, don't worry. Um, right. So next week, I think we'll, we'll try and bring you some hope. What are the answers? What are the options of, of making the world a better place? Um, not just in your day to day life, but in, in general. You know, uh, the UK's been distracted by uh, Brexit so much. That you know, do we even care about what happens outside the realm of the UK? We've got situations where they're cutting foreign aid, they're cutting in international development aid, all sorts, um, which has upset a lot of people, but obviously not the Boris Johnson fan club. And you know, it'll be interesting to see how that goes moving forward. But we, ladies and gentlemen, have run out of time. We'll be back again next week as we all, you boys, you back with me next week again. You free? Yep, we'll be yeah. back next week with some more talk and discussion for you. Thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure, as always. And um, we'll see you soon, guys. Say good night.
1: Bonne nuit. Good night. <laughs>